So today we see the end of the story from yesterday, the woman at the well, and and she goes out and immediately following this episode with Jesus is spreading the news about Jesus. And of course, it makes a ruckus and, and people come to see Jesus and, and interacting with him, as is always the case. There are people that that believe and place their trust in, in his identity as the Messiah. Um, and, then, and then we get this funny instance where Jesus is teaching the disciples and they apparently don't understand him. Um, and it's, it's almost, it's, uh, you can almost sense John writing this um, almost as like a comedic insert. It, it's like he, he wants us to know that um, th- they didn't know it all. They didn't get it. And, and I, I find this, it's kind of funny. So it's in, it's in uh, chapter four, verses 31 through 35. So today we're looking at uh, in total chapter four, verses 27 through 54. But here's, here's what, what happened. So Jesus uh, comes back and uh, the disciples had seen him interact with this lady at the well and, and, and they're asking him some questions. So they, meanwhile, the disciples is starting in verse 31. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him saying, Rabbi eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples looked at one another. And this is the funny part. Has he, has he brought something to eat? You know, he's, it's like they're looking around like, well, we don't, we don't see any food. What's, what's he talking about eating? Then Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Uh, do you not say there are four months and, and then comes a harvest? Look, I tell you, lift up your eyes and see that the fields are white for harvest. So anyway, Jesus kind of goes on from there, but it's that moment of, he says, you know, I have food to eat that you do not know about. And they're looking around like, what in the world? What, 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 do you see any food? And, and it's, it's like John's being transparent with us that they didn't, they didn't get it half the time. Um, and, and, and you, this is, this is what's great about his, his letter here is you can tell that he's journaling and reflecting kind of at the same time. And it shows humility and, um, and it's just, it, it's just, it's a great transparent passage. Um, but then we get on to the main portion of the, of the reading today. And, um, we see Jesus returning to Galilee after he had met, he, he, he did some work in Galilee, went met with a woman at the well, and then he comes back to Galilee now. And uh, he had turned water into wine there prior to going to see this this lady uh, at the well. And a, a centurion walks up to him, um, or, or I'm, I'm guessing it's a centurion. It says an official, but that's probably what it is, a centurion for Herod Antipas. And um, he comes up to him and asks for help in healing his son who's, who's on his deathbed. And Jesus announces to this guy that, um, you know, that, uh, that, and, and he announces to this guy and really to everyone around that apparently they need a sign. He's not condemning them. He's saying, yes, you guys need a sign. You guys need to know that I am who I say, say I am. And, and so he does something for this man and this son's benefit. Um, and as often the case, there's something in this, in, in the comments that are made here that I think is really for us. Jesus healed the boy. But in verse 50, John slipped something in. In verse 50, let me read this. It says, the man believed the word that Jesus spoke. So Jesus just told him, go and your son will be healed. And the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and went on his way. Is it possible that Jesus knew this man believed before he ever lifted a finger? Which I guess that's a rhetorical question. Of course, God knew. Um, But maybe say it this way. Is it possible that Jesus was compelled because of this man's belief 
was it poss- is it possible that Jesus was compelled to action? We see over and over in the New Testament, one of the ways that God tends to feel compelled to respond, that Jesus felt compelled to action, is when people asked in belief that he was going to move. Not uh, asking like, hey, it, you know, I don't even know if this is really possible that you could do this, but could, could you maybe do this? They ask like, Jesus, I know you can do this. I trust you can do this here. And at the same time they ask, they go about their their lives as if Jesus is going to answer. It's this, quote, as if mentality, asking, praying, and then moving forward as if God is going to answer. And and I think that's the lesson from today's reading for me and, and, and for us is, is that um, not that we would just ask Jesus for things, but we would ask as if we know God's going to answer. And I, and I don't want to get off into prosperity gospel here. It's not like we can just ask for a million dollars and get it. But we can ask for some things and, and live and trust as if God is going to answer. It doesn't mean he's going to answer all the time. Um, not that at all. Um, but there's a difference between asking like throwing a Hail Mary at the end of a football game and asking in complete faith that, God, I'm going to ask for this. And I know you'll do with this what you will. And I'm going to move forward as if you're going to answer. And I'm going to move forward and do the things that I know I can do and that I know I've been called to do. And the outcome rests in your hands. That is the place God wants us to be. So my prayer today is that I would find a small opportunity to spot that, to be able to trust, ask, trust some more, and move forward as if.